right, so most backpackers know about British Columbia's famous West Coast Trail on Vancouver Island. But there's a longer trail on the mainland directly across the Georgia Strait from Vancouver Island that's lesser known. It's called the Sunshine Coast Trail. At 180 kilometers long, with at least 14 huts, it's Canada's longest hut-to-hut hiking trail, though there are also lots of spots to pitch a tent. It takes on average between 10 days to two weeks to hike, though Oscar Michelek set the FKT on the trail last summer uh, when he completed it in 33 hours and 13 minutes. I hiked it over 10 days last summer uh, in August and September 2021, and my experience was a large part of the reason why I quit my job, well, my day job as a journalist, went back to freelancing, and started this podcast. So that's what we're talking about today. Well, not my experience quitting my job, but the Sunshine Coast Trail. The trail stretches along the west coast from Desolation Sound to Sultry Bay through an isolated region of the province only accessible by boat or plane due to large fjords that separate it from the rest of British Columbia. It traverses a wide range of landscapes, passing along coastal shorelines, creeks, and lakes, through old-growth forests and logging clearcuts, and up over mountains. Its total elevation gain is 6,000 meters, which is more than the height of Mount Kilimanjaro. It's situated on the traditional territory of Tla'amin Nation, which is also the namesake of some of its features, like the anglicized Sliamen Lake. It skirts the village of Lund, the city of Powell River, and the community of Lang Bay. The nearness of these towns to the trail provides a lot of bailout points and a few opportunities to resupply. The trail is home to deer, black bears, grizzly bears, timber wolves, snakes, hummingbirds, herons, bald eagles, seabirds, banana slugs, manzanita bushes, salmonberry and blackberry bushes, arbutus trees, old growth fir trees, and so many more plants and animals that I can't name. There are so many blackberries growing along the trail during blackberry season that not even all of the hikers and all of the bears on the Sunshine Coast can eat them before they fall off. Lucky hikers can also spot seals and whales in the sea from the trail. Uh, I didn't spot any seals, but I was very fortunate to spot some humpback whales and a bear during the last four kilometers of my hike. Today's guest is Greg Zolub, who hiked the full trail last summer just before I hiked it. Greg offered a lot of very helpful advice as I was planning my hike, so it seemed fitting for us to sit down, share some stories from our hikes, and profile the trail for other prospective hikers. Today's episode covers two trip reports, what to expect on the trail, resources for planning a hike, how to get to Powell River and to the trailhead, Megan and Greg's favorite huts, water availability, resupply strategies, and a a rousing game of Would You Rather. This trail means so much to me, I'm sure this won't be the only episode I devote to it. And actually, next week, I will be hiking a different trail. So uh, so this episode's coming out on Tuesday. Next Monday, I will drive 10 hours north, uh, northeast, to the town of Tadoussac in Quebec, uh, next to the, the St. Lawrence River, near the, near the mouth of the river, actually, to hike the Saguenay Fjord Trail. So um, the next episode will probably be some dispatches from that hike. I'm very excited about it. So uh, follow Catch Me Outside podcast on Instagram if you'd like to see some photos and videos from my hike. I'll probably do an Instagram live at some point. I'm hoping to spot some whales. Um, The Saguenay Fjord is really cool, and I've wanted to do this for a few years. So yeah, 
If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. Spread the word about it to your friends and follow Catch Me Outside podcast on Instagram. I'm Megan Dallaire. This is Catch Me Outside. And without further delay, let's get to it. So uh, It's really nice to meet you. Uh, I mean, like, uh, over audio and, and video because we've been kind of corresponding you helped me. You responded to a lot of my questions on the uh, Sunshine Coast Trail Facebook group last year when right. I was planning my hike, and it was really, really, really helpful for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I, I had the same thing happen to me, and I had people help me. So now if someone's asking a question that I have some uh, experience with, then I, I love to be able to help people out as well. So just kind of paying it forward, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I found that the the Facebook group is really really good for that. It's overall like a very positive place and people are very um like ready to to answer what I I try to go in there and answer questions too, but anytime I do, I find already like six people have answered them. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People are really on top of it. Yeah. Um yeah, and the trail is just so incredible. And so oh. you've you've hiked most like you hiked the first as you told me 135 kilometers in 2020 and then you hiked the full trail last year. Yeah. Um so congratulations. Thank you. Um because it's such a spectacular trail. It is. Um how did you find out about the trail? Okay, so uh I- uh, you'll forgive me if I go off on tangents. I love to tell stories. So, um, of course. Uh, so, originally, um, I'll, I'll just give you a bit about how I got into hiking in the first place. Because I was never a, never a hiking guy, you know, growing up. <laughs> and then about four years ago, a good friend of mine um, who was retired kept t- telling me, "Let's go do the Pacific Crest Trail. Let's go do the Pacific Crest Trail." And um, so he put me on to, have you ever watched um, Homemade Wanderlust, Dixie, her, her yeah, YouTube videos? Yeah, I've heard of yeah. her, yeah. So I think she did the piece. Yeah, I think she did it in 2017. I watched her videos and I'm just like, oh my God, I have to do this. Like, this is so amazing, right? It's really uh, so easy I to started, become obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, I started getting the equipment and, the, you know, I... I um, I watched what she had and what other people had and I didn't have anything. So I was able to spend the money and get like a Z-Plex, a duplex tent and all the lightweight stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I'm, I'm 60 now. It's not so much that I wanted to go ultra lightweight. I just didn't want to carry as, as little as possible on my back. Right. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, Obviously, with COVID and stuff, the PCT didn't work. And then in 2020, uh, myself, another friend of mine and his brother-in-law, my friend Gord and his brother-in-law, Jim, we talked about going and trying to do the John Muir Trail, um, which is part of the PCT. Um, But we couldn't get permits, right? It's so hard to get permits. Um, So then it was Gord's brother-in-law, Jim, that said, hey, well, I heard about this trail up near Powell River. Why don't we do that trail instead? So we thought, oh, that's cool. It's close to home. We don't have to fly anywhere and um, uh, let's go do it. And so the plan was never to finish it. It was, or if we finished it, great. But uh, it was just to let's go see how we make out on this longer, you know, distance hike. 
the first yeah. longer distance for all of us, right? Kind of like a shakedown hike, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really glad that we did that because honestly, Megan, the first day, I just about died. Like I was so unprepared. Oh no. <laughs> um, I'd never had, you know, I had, my pack was about 30 pounds. I'd never had that weight on my back before. I didn't train properly. I, I think I, I went out with a 20 pounds in my pack, like two days the week before we went. And I thought, okay, yeah. well, I'm good. And then didn't eat proper breakfast that day. Tried to keep up with these other two guys who were in really good shape on the uphills, you know, it just went way too hard. And honestly, we stayed at Wednesday Lake the first night and climbing up the hill to Wednesday Lake, I was just like, how the fuck am I going to do this trail? Because I knew what was coming, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, you know? Um, and then the I- second day- <laughs> Oh yeah, no, sorry, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I had the exact same experience the first day. Um, it was, and I, I had done a fair amount of backpacking, but I, the start was pretty late. It took a while to get to Sarah point longer than I expected. And that stretch from Sarah point to Wednesday Lake, there's like no water, um, that you can filter. So you have to carry it all unless you get, unless you draw water from the rain barrel at, uh, at the first shelter. Um, right. Uh, uh, which you're Bliss not Portage, supposed to do. I think, yeah. Bliss Portage, yeah. yeah. I had the same experience. I was hoping to make it to Manzanita Hut that first day and yeah. only made it as far as Wednesday Lake. And yeah, I I, I, I kind of panicked on the way there. My anxiety was really high because I was like, this is, if the whole trail is going to be this difficult, it was yeah. really rooty and rocky and, and it was supposed to be the, you know, the easiest part of the trail. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I share I had the same experience that first day. And were you by yourself? I was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have Which, to keep up with anyone, but <laughs> Yeah, but it also adds to the anxiety too, right? For sure, for sure. And just yeah, worrying about getting water and yeah. I was boy was I glad to make it to Wednesday Lake and be able to filter some water. And I know what you m- mean about that hill up to Wednesday Lake as well. Like I had to stop partway up and have like a little energy um, snack, like an energy, uh, gel candy thing, because I was like, I, and then fortunately I was already most of the way up to the top. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But But yeah. But then the second, the second day I got up and it was not too bad. We went up and we did the knob and, and I felt better. And by the third day it was like, okay, I'm good to go now. Right. Yeah. But that first day, honestly, it was just like, oh my God, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> and so how did you, how did you get to Sarah Point, the, the northern terminus of the trail? Uh, so both times, so we stayed, um, I did it last year and then the three of us stayed at the Island View Motel in Powell River. And then we arranged for the Sunshine Coast shuttle. Uh, mm. to pick us up and they took us right to Sarah's point like they had the big SUV and they took us you know down that ridiculous hill and you know yeah. that road is horrible right I walked the last couple kilometers of it oh it's my pretty gosh crazy. seriously <laughs> yeah it's wow. probably why my day started so late <laughs> yeah props to you because that's a nasty nasty hill yeah, it's it's not fun. So you, but you made it through Tow Truck Alley thanks to yeah. um, Powell River or yeah, Powell River Shuttle. Yeah, Sunshine Coast Shuttle. Oh, Sunshine Coast Shuttle, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I used them for my resupplies as well. Oh, nice. 
nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so for both hikes, they dropped you off at Sarah Point. Yes. Um, and, and yes, I was going to ask you about your resupplies. So, so some people will opt to have a resupply in town, at, um, town site, um, right. which is sort of on the outside of Powell River and then another resupply at, um, Lang Bay, but you, you didn't do that, right? How did you, how did no. it work out with, yeah. So what we did is, um, last summer, what I did was, I because I was my fourth night in, I stayed at the hotel again. I stayed at the Island View. So I asked them, um, when I stayed there the first night before I caught the shuttle up, right. I asked them if I could leave my resupply with them. And they said, yes, which was awesome. Nice. Um, I think a lot of people leave it at the shingle mill, but their hours yep. were kind of funny this year with COVID. They weren't open all the time. So I left it at the hotel and then I did another resupply at Dixon Road. So at kilometer 135. Yep. So it saved Which me Which is on the way in. into Lang Bay, I think. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. yeah. So they the, the fella came up, dropped my resupply. I was able to give him all my garbage and stuff like that. And they took that away for me, which was awesome. So I nice. was like... Three days worth of food starting at Sarah's Point. I did a five-day resupply uh, at the hotel and then three days at uh, Dixon Road, which took me to the end. So Right. And so so you hiked the full – and, okay, I have so many questions bottlenecking. Yeah, um, I do ahead. my best to make a list of them, but then they all <laughs> – okay, so what was – okay, what was in your resupply boxes? Okay, so the, the first year I went – I was horrible with food, right? I, I did not know anything about food. I, it was, you know, I had the freeze-dried dinners, right? The standard freeze-dried dinners. So I had those for dinner and they were good. Um, for lunches, I took a bunch of ramen. I never once cooked ramen, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and for breakfast, I both years, I just had oatmeal with extra protein. Um I would do up one of those and I would do up a cafe mocha. So basically a hot chocolate with marshmallows and a Starbucks Mm. via. And Mm. that was good for me for breakfast. I was good to go. And then just kind of snacked for lunch. Right. And so that was your first trip. That was the first trip. That was, yeah, that was the breakfast was the same on the first trip. The second time, um, my friend on the first trip, my friend Gord had brought, um, the fruit cups. Oh, like Mott's fruit cups? Yes. Like that kind oh of thing? My oh, my okay. God. The best thing ever. He had an extra one. <laughs> he gave one to me. And I'm just like, okay, I'm bringing these. So I brought, second time I did it, I brought one of those for every day. Uh, that nice. was in my resupply, which was awesome. Nice. Um, and then I just, uh, I went to the market in Powell River the second trip and I bought little round tortillas mm-hmm. and cheese slices. And I I would just have those for, for lunch. I had two of those and I was good to go, right? Nice. That's awesome. So your resupply boxes were were basically just food and and did you put fuel in there or or sunscreen yes, like consumables I did. like I, that? Um, yeah, I had a, a fuel canister in my supply at the hotel, and I put another one in the resupply at Dixon Road as well, just in case, right? Because you never know how yeah. often you're going to be boiling water. So yeah, and yeah, then I had for tea. Sure. I would have tea uh, like with dinner, um, mm-hmm. and then I have a little, I had a little uh, hard plastic lightweight flask that I had my whiskey in nice so I would when I got to camp I would have I would just pour a a cup of water and a little bit of whiskey in it and then after dinner I'd have some whiskey in my tea not a lot but it was just like okay this is good you know just a wee dram to 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 relax at the end of the day 
Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it was nice. So yeah, it was good. That's lovely. Yeah. I didn't bring any, uh, any liquor, but I did have some beer when I, when I could get it. Right. <laughs> at, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's awesome. So you, yeah. All right. So you used, um, the shuttle, uh, service to, to pick up your resupply at Dixon road, yeah. um, for yeah. the last couple of days. And then you picked up at your hotel, which I've, I also met people when I hiked who left a resupply at their hotel in either town site or Powell river. Right. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, how many, so how many on your on your second hike on your through hike? How many days did you spend on the trail? I guess you did add a night in town. Um, right. So yeah, how long was that hike? And what what was your itinerary, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, no, not a, not at all. Well, I know so, you don't mind me asking, but <laughs> no, you can ask. Uh, we we could be here till seven at night. You know, ask, <laughs> I love to chat. Um, so the first night I was at Wednesday Lake. Yep. Right. So that was nice. It's like twelve k. It was a nice. I was in way better shape. Like I started two months before um, with my full pack, like everything that I would start the trail with um, and like three liters of water and you know, five days worth of food just, and I would train with that. And so nice. when I, when I started the second time, it was awesome because I was in way better shape plus being on my own. And you can relate to this too. Like you said earlier, you don't have to feel like you're, keeping up to someone or holding someone back and you just took your time. And if you wanted to stop for half an hour, you did. I knew I was going to get there at some point and I had all day to get there. Yeah. So it was, um, it was really cool to be able to do that. You know, I, I like hiking with other people, but sometimes it's really cool to be hiking on your own and just have that freedom to do what you want. Right. I feel that. So Wednesday night was the first night. Um, second night was Homestead um, campsite, which is just before Marathon Hill. It's really not, I mean, it's not a great, it's just a big clearing with a tree in the middle. Uh, <laughs> All right. There is a, there is an outhouse, but it's not the, it's like kind of like the outhouse at Wednesday Lake. Right. R- very rustic, right? But yeah. there is a nice stream that flows on across the road from the campsite. Okay. And so it's, and it, you know, it was flowing in the middle of summer and, you know, in the heat. Um, so it was really nice to be able to, uh, you know, filter water and wash your feet and, and all that stuff. But other than that, it's not super amazing. Right. So, okay. Um, and then, uh, the third night I was at little Sly Ammon. Yes. Which I loved. It was a hot day that day too, right? So, but to sit out on that dock and there was nobody else there. So I, I got there. Uh, it was probably the hottest part of my hike. And I took my camp chair and I put it on the dock and I stripped down and I basically spent the afternoon. I spent four hours swimming in the lake, coming out, yeah. sitting there until I got warm, swimming in the lake, doing all that. It was, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Is that the Shangri-La hut? Yes. 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 Oh, that, that spot is so lovely. I didn't, I didn't sleep there, but I hiked through it the morning after my second night on trail and, uh, yeah, really gorgeous little lake with the, the the hills in the background and everything. Yeah. Yeah, It was beautiful. Um, so that was night three. That was night three. And then then I basically had seven kilometers into Powell river. Right. So yeah. Over up over scout mountain. 
out over out over Scout Mountain, and I wanted to yeah. stop at the shingle mill, right? Because that's what everyone does. That's what we did the year before for lunch. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were open at eleven, so I stayed oh, up no. on Scout Mountain in the shade and waited. And then about ten o'clock, you I found thought, okay. shade on Scout Mountain. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. I stayed on the I stayed on the northern side, right? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then headed down, and I got to the shingle mill. And of course, it was hot and dry and dusty. And they didn't open until 1130. So I'm just like like beat, right? Dirty, hot, just waiting, sitting on the steps of Shingle Mill, waiting for them to open. But they did eventually, so it was good. Very good. Okay. So then you had, what did you have at Shingle Mill? I had a giant burger, uh, a beer, a water, and two of these kind of fruity drinks that were really Mm. good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, trail to... hunger had kicked in by then, so it was like, yeah, just, you know, it was good For stuff. For sure. Yeah, Shingle Shingle Mill's awesome. I sat on their patio, and I had fish and chips and a beer, and it was so – I don't know if you had this experience, but, like, I sat on the patio and just watched – the lake there is so beautiful with mountains, yes. you know, the mountains in the background, and as I was sitting there eating my fish and chips, float planes were coming, and they were, like, landing on the water, and it was nice, just yeah. – I'm from Ontario, so I don't get to experience these things so much. We right. don't really have mountains, so yeah. just sit there on a patio and have a beer and watch the float planes land on the lake surrounded by yeah. mountains was just so incredibly beautiful. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the hotel is only um, basically you walk up the road and around the corner, and the hotel's right there. So it's you know it's right. not very far away, right? In town so site, there, yeah, yeah. And then had a shower and um, you know got food and got my resupply and got everything organized. And then uh, and then basically hit the. Ro- I was up at five a.m. Nice and on the trail by six. Nice. And you just walked walked back to the trail? Yeah, I just walked back to the trail, yeah. It was nice yeah. in the morning. There was no traffic. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. So Lovely. funny little story. Mm-hmm. So I get to the trailhead by the shingle mill, right? By the bridge there, right? And yep. there's, this little white, there's this little white car sitting there. And hmm. uh, there was somebody in. I could see there was somebody in the car. But it was, it was early. It was kind of dusky dawn. And it wasn't like you couldn't really see. You know, it was just starting to get light and and I thought oh that's interesting so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back to like a couple of weeks before I started the trail and then uh, there was this person that had posted on the um the Sunshine Coast Facebook page um wondering uh said that she was going to be starting um on the Tuesday um I think the 10th um, and would anyone like to share a shuttle? And I said, Oh, I've, I've got a shuttle booked on Tuesday. Um, but it's at eight 30 in the morning. If you want to share, that'd be great. And she said, no, I'm yeah. coming from Abbotsford. So that'll be too late. I said, okay, no problem. And when I saw the person in the car, I thought to myself, boy, that kind of looks like the girl that posted on the thing. Ah. Maybe I should go say hi to her. So I started walking to her car and then I thought, well, no, that's creepy. Like what? I don't want to bang on her car and then have her freak out. And, you know, she's going to think I'm a creep. And so I thought, okay, no, to heck with it. So I took off. Away I went. And uh, so I went to Anthony Island. I got to Anthony Island, set up my tent, and uh, I was sitting there. And all of a sudden I hear this noise and look around. And there's this girl with this giant pack, like, and she plunks down on a stump. 
<laughs> and 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 then she looks at me and she goes, "Did you pass by my car this morning?" So it was the girl that I chatted with on the Facebook page. Oh, so, wow. um, so we ended up hiking the rest of the trail together. Uh, she became oh, part, of the, awesome. part of the family, which was really cool. And that's kind of kind of the fun part, right? Yeah. And, and did then, you stay at Anthony Island? No, I didn't stay at Anthony Island. I I um I hiked from. I guess I, I guess uh, I should ask you what was your itinerary for the first three or four days. Oh, okay. So I, um, yeah, I started at Sarah Point. I, yeah. I hiked the last couple of kilometers down that road because a friend with a with a truck dropped me off as far as he could take me. And right. then um, I hiked to Wednesday Lake. I meant to hike to Manzanita, but I didn't make it as far as I as right. I as I'd hoped because I started the day a little later and everything. So my planned itinerary was Manzanita to um, Sliamon Lake, not. Shangri-La, but um Oh, big slam the, and lake. I guess yeah, it would have been big yeah, slam yeah. and lake. Yeah. Um yeah. one of the spots there. So um and then so that would be my first two nights. And then my third night was supposed to be I think my third night was supposed to be uh Tony Point after Palo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but what ended up happening was um I didn't make it to Manzanita my first day. So right. my, my second day ended up being almost 30 kilometers so that I could still oh. make it to Big Slime and Lake. Wow. So, yeah. So I hiked from Wednesday Lake to over up over Manzanita. Yeah. It was a long day. I covered, yeah, most of that section in one day. And, wow. uh, and I hiked to Big Slime and, and then, yeah, the next morning um, I hiked past uh, Shangri-La at Little Slime, yeah. which was beautiful. I also went for a little swim and then, yep, hiked up over Scout Mountain into um, Townsite. I stopped at the Shingle Mill yeah. um, for for some lunch. Um, my resupply was at Townsite Fruit and Veg, um, oh, okay. the little fruit stand at the little um, market in Townsite. So I picked up my resupply there. And then hiked back. Actually, I hopped on a bus and they didn't make me pay, which is really nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hopped on a bus back up to the trailhead. And then, yeah, from there, I hiked on to Tony's Point. Um, right. Yeah. And then I'll, I might as well just finish. So, yeah, Tony's Point yep. and then uh, Confederation Lake. Yep. And then um, I think Tin Hat. After Confederation. So you went from Confederation all the way up to Tin Hat. Yeah, I skipped Fiddlehead. I just hiked. Right. That would be the, the logical next place, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So Confederation, Tin Hat. Yeah. And then Elk Lake after Tin Hat. That was yeah. another long day. I think that was almost 30 kilometers. And then after Confederation. Oh, so yeah. Elk Lake. And then... Um, and then... Uh, Walt Hill? Uh, Walt Hill, yes, which yep. was absolutely gorgeous. Yes. And then after Walt Hill, I think that was the day I hiked down to Dixon Road. Right, um, right. Picked up another resupply in Lang Bay from the Sea Breeze Resort. Um, yep. And then continued on to Lowest Point. And then okay, yep. from Yeah, and then from Lowest Point, my plan was to camp at um, Mount Truebridge. Yes. Um, but 
the day I got there, there was like it there was a storm in the forecast. Um I didn't really like it up there. It wasn't my favorite hut or like or or place to camp. Um it was kind of swampy and somehow even though it was on top of a mountain and I didn't like the exposure with the storm coming in and it was right. a little bit yep. crowded. So I actually hiked on and camped at Rainy Day Lake. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then Rainy Day Lake was my last night. And the next day I hiked out and uh, and I finished the trail. So oh, nice. I had to. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I had to look at my itinerary the other day to remember because um, I was all over the place uh, trying to figure out where I was going to sleep. But yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and so and I also I mean, I, I don't know if I well, I, I met some hikers as well that I um, ended up sort of leapfrogging with each day. Like we didn't hike together all day, every day, but right. we we met on the patio at the shingle mill. Similarly to your story, we had interacted on Facebook before. Right. And we we actually caught up with each other at the shingle mill. And um, for the rest of the hike, we sort of leapfrogged during the day and camped at the same spots in the evening. So we we became sort of like a little tramoline. Um, they were the couple I interviewed for my West Coast Trail episode. Oh, oh um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I listened to that. That was very good. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Um, yes. But I'm curious. So you you also made a tramoline or you also formed a, a trail family, I, right? I did. Yeah. So, so um from Anthony Island, uh, I I always like I'm up, I'm up at six on the trail by seven, right? I, oh yeah. I, I like to get an early start. So yep. uh, the girl I met, Candace, she is not so much of an early starter. She usually <laughs> likes to start later. So and you know we we had said hi just when we had met, and she she went off to camp at one of the spots uh, along the lake. So we didn't really have much interaction. So when I got up in the morning, I, I went over to her site and I just said, Candace, are you up? I'm, I'm heading out. And I didn't hear anything. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I left. We were, pl- we were both planning on being at Fiddlehead Landing the next day. So I thought, okay, no problem. So I went up over Pearson Pass and, and then to Confederation, had lunch there, and then, and then down to Fiddlehead Landing. And when I got to Fiddlehead, there was nobody there, right? So which was oh. awesome. I met, some, I met a group coming up that had been dropped off there um that was coming up um but yeah the hut was totally empty the site was empty so it was great i i went out had a swim cleaned up and uh and then just as i was kind of had everything settled in um candace came down the trail so that's kind of when we really kind of met officially right and and she said oh yeah there's um there's a a father daughter uh from ontario that are just behind ah. me, they should be coming pretty soon. So they showed up about an hour later and super, super nice people, uh, Renee and his daughter, Caitlin. And uh, so the four of us kind of bonded almost instantly. And then uh, because I had done Tin Hat the year before, I said, can I suggest that we all go do Tin Hat together? Because it's a lot better to do it with a group, right? Morale wise, you mean? And absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's I a, mean, you, it's a slug. You know, <laughs> that is a bitch of a climb, right? It's oh, just, yeah. Oh, man. Um, and I'll tell you a quick story about the first time I did Tin Hat. So please was, do. Yes. Yes. So we decided to do that. So that's where the tramley came together. So uh, Caitlin and Renee hiked with us to Dixon Road. And then uh, uh, Candace and I hiked to Dixon 
we actually met up with my friend Gord, who I had done the hike with the year before. Oh, and nice. He, fin- he finished off the trail. Him and his daughter finished off the trail with us, which was kind of cool. So, Oh, so your group um, so just yeah, grew and grew. It, it did. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so, so the year before. So the first year, um, the three of us, Jim, um, Gord's brother-in-law, he, got, he only wanted to do five days. So he got picked up at Fiddlehead Farm. Gordon and I stayed at Fiddlehead Landing. Yeah. And then we tackled Tin Hat uh, the next day. So <laughs> the night before we did Tin Hat, it poured down rain, right? It was, and this was, this was mid-August, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Poured down rain. But rare. then in the, yes, in the morning, the rain had stopped, um, which was nice actually Nice for your good. water filtering, I guess. Absolutely. And it, it, it wasn't hot, which was great. So Gordon and I went up Tin Hat and it was, it had stopped raining, but everything was wet. And by the time we got to the top and you know, you know what those last, like once you get to that rocky service road yeah, with like the 1400 little hills on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, every you hill what, you think is going to be the last one. Exactly, and you're like, oh, exactly. I had so many false, false finishes yes. at the, for the last like half hour of that hike it was yes. torture <laughs> it was uh, and I'll tell you another story uh in a bit about how, yeah how how I got my trail name and it has to do with that part of the trail nice. anyways so Gordon and I get up to the top it's completely socked in we can't see anything like we can't even see the outhouse from the hut, oh wow right? there, with 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 clouds with fog with cloud and yeah. then it was windy and then it started raining and oh. so we're sitting in the hut we and we changed into dry clothes so we're that's okay but we're up at this hut and it's just getting worse and worse so we looked at each other and we said should we hike out now um we really didn't want to hike out in the middle of a storm so yeah. we said well let's give it an hour and if it hasn't improved we'll just stay here the night so we thought, okay, well, we're him and I are here. That's it. We're not going to see anybody because no one's dumb enough to hike up, you know, during this weather, right? You'd think so, but... You'd think so, but uh, <laughs> the next thing you know, we hear we hear this noise on the front porch. And these two girls come in from... They were from Vancouver and they had hiked up from Lewis Lake, the other direction, just yeah. as a day hike. So Uh-oh. they came in. And they had lunch. And then while they were having lunch, uh, there's more noise on the front porch. And there was two ladies who had uh, stayed at, they were at Fiddlehead Landing the night before with Gordon and I, and there were two teachers from Vancouver. Mm. So they came up, didn't stay long, and they were hiking back down again. Then the then just as the two uh, girls from Vancouver were getting ready to leave, we heard this one of them said, I think there's someone out on the porch. And we're just like, seriously? Like, are these people nuts? You know? Um, so she goes outside and opens the door. And there's this girl. Her name is Vivi. And she's from Germany. And she's soaked to the skin, right? Oh, no. Soaked to the skin. So we said, come on in, come on in, go up to the loft and, uh, you know, change your clothes and stuff. So, she did that. The two girls from Vancouver left. So Vivi ended up staying with us that night and just super, super nice young girl. Yeah. She carried her entire food 
Like she carried food for the entire trail. Oh my back. god. That must have weighed that must have been like twenty pounds in just food weight. Yeah, I I think I asked her how much her pack weighed and it was like fifty five pounds. Oh my oh wow. Yeah. She's kinda like my hero. Yeah. So she stayed with us that night and then uh um I think she stayed with us at Elk Lake as well. And then, but yeah, that, so that was our, my first experience of Tin Hat. Right? I had a very similar experience at Tin Hat on my hike. Is that right? Was it really bad like that? Uh, very, yeah, very similar. Um, it didn't rain much the, the whole, you know, 10 days that I was out there, but it rained the entire day hiking up to Tin Hat. Yeah. Um, we were in and out of clouds all the way right. up yeah. that climb. Um, yeah. I also did end up doing that that day's hike with the couple that I had met. So that was really nice, oh, nice. for morale yeah. because we were all suffering together. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I actually didn't find the climb as bad as some of the later climbs because I think I got into sort of like a trance. Like I just right, really right. zoned zoned in and yeah. like just just did it but by the end it was it was pretty rough um got up to that rocky road kept thinking you know it would level out and i think okay right. this is it i'm at the top and then it would keep going <laughs> would level out and keep going we got to the top zero visibility wow. at all like you couldn't yeah. see 10 feet in front of you it yeah. was just entirely engulfed in clouds kept raining when i got there i was the very first person there no one right. else was there and then uh, my friends were just Laura and Kyle were right behind me. So we went into the hut um, on Tin Hat. We were the first ones there. And then over the course of the afternoon, more and more wow. people showed up. Yeah. And I decided to sleep in the hut that night. Um, yeah. But there were, by the by the end of the night, there were probably six tents pitched wow. outside of the hut. And there are wow. not a lot of spots to, to pitch no. tents on Tin Hat. Um, it was not. like, yeah, it was like Everest base camp, base camp. <laughs> Everyone was, was soaking wet and cold. Um, there were other people who slept in the loft. Uh, some women that I had met on the first section of, of the trail, like before town site. And, and yeah, people were still showing up at like 9.30 PM. There was a wow. family with a child that hiked, that really? arrived Holy at night. Yeah. So that's why, you know, like you would think not so many people would, would want to try and do that hike in the rain. But by the time I went to sleep, I think there must've been like 25 or 30 people on top of Holy Tin Hat Mountain. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a crowded mountaintop. That is. Yeah. 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 Fortunately, you know, it was worth everyone's trip, hopefully, because the next morning the clouds cleared and you could go up nice. to the summit and see everything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was nuts. So so the next time. OK, actually, do you want to tell me about your trail name? Yes. So that that kind of ties into Tin Hat. So, yeah, the second the second time we went up Tin Hat last summer, um, it was it was similar to your ascent. So it wasn't raining but you were going in and out of clouds, which was kind of nice, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you basically got to carry four liters of water up there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it was nice. We didn't get overheated. So anyways, we, we made, you know, and we we made a thing before we left. We, we were all in agreement that every kilometer we rest, packs off, right? Uh, take our time. There's no rush to get up the top. I think it yeah. took us five and a half hours or something, but we were just really taking our time. So we get to the road, the ugly road part. Yeah. 
And I, I said to everyone, because everyone's getting really tired at this point. Right? Just, oh, yeah. Don't worry, guys. I, I did this last year. There's only three of these little hills and we're there. So don't worry about it, right? So we get up the first <laughs> one and the second one and then the third one. And then, then, of course, there's a fourth one and a fifth one. And I'm just, well, okay. I think now there's just three hills. That's it. And it, you know, and they're kept on being more and more and more in hills. So, um, yeah, they're getting pretty much annoyed. And then I for, totally forgot about once you finish that road part, then there's that ugly kind of kilometer trail along the side of the mountain before you actually get to the hut itself. That's pretty steep. And, and uh, yeah, if I remember yeah, correctly. I, so we get up there, and so uh, my trail name is Three Hills. I saw that coming. That's so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just three Which I thought, hills, three hills. I know. And they said it, and I said, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah. It's great, right? Oh, uh, it's man. always great to have a, a good story behind your trail name, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I, like, I love that. Like, the Sunshine Coast Trail is not the longest trail, but it's so social. You still kind of get the same like a miniature version of the experience you would get on something like the PCT. Like you, exactly. You might form a tramily. You see a lot of the yeah. same people. You get a tra- Even I got a trail name, which I wasn't Oh, what's expecting. your trail name? Uh, it was Jamiroquai. Uh, Jamiroquai. Because, yeah, I, it has a little story too. I don't want to derail. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to derail your story. <laughs> well, I'd um, like to hear it. All right. Well, so um, – I don't know. How did you get into Powell River? Did you drive in? Did you ferry? Did you fly? So I got a ride up to, I live on Vancouver Island, right? I live okay, in Nanaimo. Right. So I got a ride up to Comox. My wife drove me up to Comox. Then I hopped on the ferry and I booked a taxi from the ferry to the hotel. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and this is useful information for, for listeners who might be planning a hike. Um, you can only access Powell River by ferry or by flying in. So you can you can drive, you can take your car on the ferry, or you can just go on the ferry as a passenger, um, or you can fly in from Victoria or Vancouver or, yes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, yeah, choose to take the ferry. If you're not local, you might fly. So I flew in from Vancouver. Um, okay. When you fly, of course, you can't take fuel. Right. So my plan was to buy fuel at the outdoor adventure store, outdoor supply store in Powell River the day that yeah. I arrived, which was also the day that I was starting the trail. So oh, I was wow. like landing in yeah. Powell River, coming in hot, picking up fuel in the morning, getting my getting myself to Lund, and then getting a ride from my friend in Lund up to yeah. the road. Anyway, so... What I didn't realize, it was a, hence why I only made it to Wednesday Lake um, <laughs> and was so anxious. Um, right, right. So I had, yeah, I had planned to to make it into, you know, hitch a ride or take the bus or walk into Powell River from the airport and buy fuel. Um, but I, I didn't do my research and I forget what day of the week this was. It was a Sunday or a Tuesday, I think. The outdoor store wasn't open. Oh dear, yeah. And I needed isopro um, fuel for my stove, and yeah. so I like I walked over to. I realized this as I was, I think, as I was departing Vancouver. Um, so I get to Powell River, and um, and I'm at the airport, and there's a nice lady who had just dropped off her daughter. So anyway, I'll try to make this story shorter. She gave me a That's ride okay. to Canadian Tire. Yeah. So I figured, okay, I can't get fuel at the outdoor store. Maybe Canadian Tire will have isopro. So. It's like the morning of that day, I go to Canadian Tire, wait for it to open. They don't have ISOPRO. They oh only have 
yeah, they only have the canned heat, like the sterno right. dishes. Yep. And then I went to Walmart. They didn't have ISOPRO. They also <laughs> oh, only had the canned heat. So um, I bought, I knew that I'd be in Powell River again on my third day. So I figured, yeah. okay, I'm just going to try to make this work for the first two nights. So I bought canned heat and I brought that. I started the hike Wednesday Lake. Um, I'm, I sit down to try boiling my water with this canned heat. It took, I couldn't rest my pot on top of it because it's not a conventional, it's not right. something you can screw into a stove. It's just an gotcha. open flame. So yeah. I had to hold my pot oh. over this tiny flame until my water boiled. It took about half an hour for oh. my water to boil. Um, so that's what I did the first night. The second night, um, some ladies hiking uh, who who were done at Manzanita were like, oh, we have some fuel. You want some? So, so they gave it to me. But when I met Kyle and Laura uh, on the patio at um, the shingle mill, we were like telling yep. stories from our first couple days. And I told them about my uh, fail with the fuel. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Um, Laura was like, oh, that makes me think of the song Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. So, so she ah. called me, she called me Jamiroquai. Um, I've, I've kind of morphed that name into Canned Heat because I, I like, I kind of like that more. Um, but because yeah. a lot of people don't know what Jamiroquai is, but. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I like Canned Heat better as well. Yeah. C canned yeah. Heat. So I've decided yeah. that that's actually, uh, my trail name is Canned Heat, but, uh. Awesome. So that's how that happened. But anyway, I want to hear now about the the rest of your hike, the rest of your itinerary. Okay. Here we go. So we get to the top of Tin Hat and it was it was kind of cloudy still. Um, and so we're sitting there, you know, getting ready. We um, I think uh, uh, Renee and I stayed in the hut um, and Candace and Caitlin pitched their tents they wanted to have a have a view, right? So oh, so so you um, did stay at Tin Hat on the second hike. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was, um, and it was just like it was like the trail gods said, "Well, I feel sorry for you for what you experienced last year." Yeah. Because the previous year, it was like hurricane force winds when Laura and I were in that. Like Megan, we were. I was lying there at night, and you could feel the hut shaking. Oh God. I know. And I'm just like, well, I'm pretty sure the hut's pretty solid, but if it tumbles, oh dear, that's not good. Anyways, yeah, it, down the side it, it was fine. Mountain. So this time it was great. Um, just before supper, we we could hear this noise. Like, I don't know if you were there, were you able to see up to the very top where the little weather station is, the green weather yeah, station with I, the lepre leprechaun on it? Yes. Yeah. I actually went up there the morning, the morning after the night that I spent oh, there. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So we, um, we could hear all this noise and there was people up there oh. and the next thing you know, a helicopter flies up. <gasps> There's a little, you know, the little pad, the, the two sticks, it's like a little landing pad up there Yeah. and the helicopter landed there <gasps> and then took off with a whole bunch of tools and then came back up and picked the people up. I guess they were repairing the weather station. So we yeah. thought, let's hike up there. So we, we actually hiked up there and the weather cleared. It was sunny. It was gorgeous. And we had an unobstructed view of, it, it was oh. just, it was the highlight of my trip for sure. Right. Wow. It was the exact opposite. And it stayed that way until the morning. So we had the, we had sunrise and sunset. Um, oh my God. On Tin Hat. It was 
awesome. So you were up there. So this was around sunset that you went up there that everything cleared and. Yeah, we we got up there probably between one thirty and two, and okay. then it was kind of. I mean, you could see stuff, but it was cloudy. Yeah. And then about five or six o'clock, it cleared up. So oh. we decided to pop up there. We had supper, and then we went up to the top, and then came back down. So it's uh, so incredible standing up there and look and and trying to like spot the the mountain, the different mountains in the distance. So you see yes. like the the knuckleheads really really stand yeah. out. Yeah, um, yeah, and absolutely. All these snow-capped peaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was just tremendous. So it was like, oh, okay, thank you, trail gods, much appreciated, you know. <laughs> um, and then, so then the next day, uh, we hiked to Elk Lake. Yep. And you're you're right. That's a long one with all the with the reroutes that they've the, got, right? Yeah, the um, logging detours and blasting yeah. detours and stuff. Yeah. So that was a. a, a I love Elk Lake itself. It's beautiful, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the weather was great. So that was awesome. And then and then we hiked to Walt Hill uh, the next day. And uh, Renee and Caitlin were having blister problems. So they, uh, they decided to, their car was at Dixon Road. So they decided to hike out. And Candace and I stayed at Walt Hill. And then uh, the next day we hooked up with Gordon's daughter and we actually, we were going to stay at Lois Point, mm-hmm. but it was full, right? Oh, The campground wow. was full. Wow. So we hiked another, I think it's a kilometer up to Golden Stanley. Oh, yes. Hut. Yeah. And that was quite nice. Uh, a little tricky going down to get water. Yeah. Now, did you get, did you go get water at Walt Hill? I got down water. At- Oh, yes, yes, I did do that at Walt Hill. Yeah, on my yeah. way up to where the where I camped. Yes, there was that yes. really steep, kind of long hill down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Golden Stanley was even worse to get. There's a there's a stream flowing by the hut, but it's I down. I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. So, anyways, that was fine. It was nice. And uh and then we went up to Truebridge. Mm-hmm. Um but and I agree with your assessment. Uh, Truebridge was it was very disappointing. I found right? it creepy for some reason. I don't yeah. know. That whole day felt kind of creepy. There was a storm looming and it was just yeah. like, I don't know. Well, and, and someone had told us, or we had some, one of the, one of our family had read that, oh, you better load up with water at Elephant Lake because there's no water up at True Bridge, right? Same. Yeah. So we're lugging like four liters of water up that, I mean, that's the worst part. From Truebridge, like Elephant Lake to Truebridge, right? Yes. It's pretty steep. Yeah. Um, I mean, to Elephant Lake, it's actually quite pleasant, right? Quite yeah. gradual. So we lugged all that water up. And then, of course, up at the very top at, at the hut, there's Jocelyn Pond, which is like yeah. a giant lake full of water. I know. I didn't understand that. It's like the dry season. So you know that this is a year-round thing because if it's yes. there in August, it's it's there. It's a whole pond inexplicably yeah. at the top of this mountain yeah. and you never hear about it. So for yeah. people who are planning planning a hike, I mean, who knows? I guess something could happen. The pond could go away, but there's a yeah, whole yeah. pond at the top yeah. of Mount Truebridge or like at least where you camp. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We could have carried two liters of water up there or even one to get up the hill and that's it, right? Yeah. Anyways, there was a bit of, there was a little bit of swearing going on uh, once we <laughs> discovered that, you know, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. And, and so did you and, camp there? 
Yeah, we stayed at uh, at Truebridge mm-hmm. at the the main hut, which is kind of I like that little hut. It's kind of log shaped one, you know. It's kind of yeah. kind of funky. Um, and then the next day, Gord and his daughter uh, were gonna. They wanted to hike out. They had to get back. They live in um, Gord lives in Seashell. Okay. So they wanted to get back out and on the ferry and and back over. Um, so they left early, and then Candace and I. We were going to stay at Rainy Day Lake. That was kind of the plan. Yeah. But it was same. It was when we were on Truebridge, it was cloudy and, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't warm or anything. So we thought, yeah. well, if we wake up the next morning and it's still like this, let's just hike out. So that's wow. what we ended up doing. Yeah. So we, we stopped at Rainy Day Lake just to, you know, for a rest. And yeah. then we hiked out the rest of the way out. Wow. And sh- shared a taxi back up to... Powell River because her car was still at the little parking lot at Shingle Mill and yep. I hopped on the ferry and um, and went back home. That from was there, that. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So for, for the end of your, okay, did you get a view on Truebridge? Because I no. got to the, yeah, I got to the summit of Truebridge when yeah. I decided to hike on and not camp and yeah. it's the highest point on the trail, but yeah. all I could see were tr- like, there are trees at the summit that are taller than the, than the summit. It's like pretty densely forested. Yeah, so it was like clouds and trees. I don't think I got a single view on Truebridge. That was that was by the emergency hut, right? Um, I can't. Oh little... yes, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was. Yeah, there was no view at all for us. There was nothing, right? No, and, same, um, same. Yeah. I I got some cool views of the ocean and of uh, Vancouver Island coming down from Truebridge. Yes, you like you cut you go through the hydro um yep. the hydro cut. Yeah. on the way to rainy lake uh rainy day lake which i thought was really nice um and the the views that last day after rainy day lake are really lovely as well D- did you see yes. whales in in the water no we didn't uh, you did though didn't you i did yeah i saw nice. a couple of whales um and the only bear that i saw on the entire hike i saw that day as well oh really just a black bear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i saw both years we saw one bear and that was at Homestead, and it was like a hundred yards down the logging road. Yeah, and it it just walked across the road, and that was it. Like other than that, nothing. Right? Did you see? Did you bring a uh, bear spray for the grizzlies? I did. Yeah. I, I had it just in case. Right. Me too. Uh, now I shouldn't say it. the first year I didn't okay. because I didn't really know. But part of my education, I, I have bear spray in my pack now all the time. Okay. So I just have it with me. Yeah. So I had yeah. it this time, never had to use it, you know, never, didn't really even see much scat on the trail this year, uh, this past year. So no, I didn't see a lot either. Although I will say, um, the night that I camped at lowest point, I chatted with a local and we were talking yeah. about the bears and he pointed over to that last bit after Walt Hill, when you're, you know, hiking down, you've made it to the bottom of the hill. And I think yeah. you go over some logging roads, maybe Yes. Yeah. Um, as you're heading to Dixon Road. And I did notice poop there and I had heard uh, there were bears there. And he told me, yeah, that is uh, on the entire trail. That's the section where you're most likely to encounter a grizzly because right. there's a family there. Um, yes, so, that's right. So that was, had, that was a little bit creepy, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we had been told both years that there was a mum grizzly on Tin Hat that lives on oh, Tin Hat. Oh, wow. With, 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 and then the first year we did it, it we were told that she had a couple of cubs, right? Oof. But we never saw 
never saw yeah. anything, right? So um, there was a, a girl that we met the first year on our hike. Uh, her name's Kat. She's from England, but she lives in Victoria. Nice. And uh, she uh, did, she threw hike the trail last summer as well. She finished two days before I started. Okay. So uh, on our way back down to Victoria, we, we met for coffee and she gave me the scoop on the trail and she actually ran into a bear um, going up. A grizzly? Scout Mount on, no, a black bear. Okay. But it, but it was a mama with cubs Ooh. on Scout Mountain. Ooh, yeah. And, and she said, I came around the corner, I wasn't making noise and boom, there it was. And the bear, she said, normally, so I, she said, I backed up. I just, you know, took my time and it kept my head down. And, and normally the bear will walk away, but she said it sat there for like 15 minutes and did one of those kind of fake charges. A you bluff. Know, yeah. A bluff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she was just like, and so oh, she God. did, you know, she just wait. And finally, finally it took off, but yeah, she, and I did that section, you know, a few days later and uh, there was nothing. So huh. it just depends. That's, yeah. that's spooky. Um, yeah, I didn't have any, uh, you know, like creepy encounters with bears, but speaking of Scout Mountain, when you got to, when you got to like, not the, the proper summit of Scout Mountain, because there's a side trail for that. Um, but when you got to like the, the top of Scout Mountain, I'm saying in finger quotes, did you have a hard time finding the trail down? Cause I found the trail disconnected and it took me like 15 minutes to find my way down off of Scout Mountain. Yeah, it was, I agree. Uh, like the, the first down part was okay. Where I got hung up was you come to a, like a logging road. Yeah. But there was no, I didn't know whether I had to go up or down. Oh yeah. And so I, I, I started going down and then I thought, well, I, I'm not seeing anything. Like I went down for probably half a kilometer. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, what if it's up? Like maybe yeah. I should have gone up first. So I hiked back up and I went up and, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of meters up the road. Then, then there's a little sign and you get back on the trail. But yeah, I agree. It wasn't normally the trail is super well marked, but Very. that section is not as well marked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I found, I found the trail very, very easy to navigate. I did bring, I had the Avenza maps. Oh yeah. Um, I also had the, the map, the physical map. I printed it on, um, tear proof, waterproof, quote unquote paper from Staples. And, and I, I had it cut into my sections and then I would put it in my resupply box so I didn't have to carry the full trails worth. Yeah. That's a smart idea. I, I did somewhat similar. I, I went to their website and there's like 13, those are the ones I printed. Yeah. Yeah. I did as well. I just printed them on a regular paper and I put them in a a big Ziploc. Yeah. Um, And then, and then as I was done with them, I would just put them into my garbage stuff. And then when I got rid of them, you know, that was it. So I had those for visualization. Yep. Um, But I didn't use any like trail apps or anything like that. Okay. uh, You don't um, really need, it's nice to have it. Like if you're, if you're wondering, you know, if you're kind of off trail, Maybe, yeah. or you think you might be or whatever, but right, uh, right. it is a very well-marked trail. Were there any other points on the trail, though, where you did find it was sort of hard to stay on route that maybe someone who's considering hiking the trail should know about? Like, I found um, the detour day was a little bit weird, but yeah. fairly clearly it was, marked. It was, yeah, you're right. It just added kilometers more than anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
I did get a little confused the the morning that I left um, after staying in Powell River mm-hmm. and walking out like towards Tony's Point and and towards Moat Bay the where that little oh, uh, park is the there park, right the campground yeah and... but before I got to the park I was hiking the trail and you you come to a it's like a junction and there's mm. one trail goes off to the right another goes up another goes to what looks like a house and one goes down towards the water, yes. but there's no, there's no blazes. I spent 10 minutes trying to figure out, you'd think I would know cause I did it last year. Right. <laughs> but obviously wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, I think I, so I got confused I, I got, on that part too. I hiked yeah. up the hill and then I ended up looking yes. down toward the beach. Right. Right. Yeah. So I hiked up then I came down and then what I should have gone is just down towards the water, but yeah. I ended up hiking through the neighborhood and then down <laughs> the road to Moat Bay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I got a little confused around Moat Bay as well. Now that I'm, yeah. now that I'm remembering. Um, and then, yeah, the detour day. So the day for anyone wondering, there's, there's a fair, it's really interesting hiking the Sunshine Coast Trail. You get to experience the old growth forest yeah. Uh, in the first section from, between Sarah Point and Powell River. Um, yeah. But then starting close to Powell River and then continuing on through the trail, you go through sections that are in different stages of logging and regrowth. Right. So for anyone who's listening, you know, coming down from Tin Hat, between Tin Hat and Elk Lake, there are quite a few... Well, not quite, but there there are usually significant detours because of blasting. I actually yes. heard blasting while I was. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah, I was close enough. I heard the the alarm, the like beep yeah. beep yeah. beep, yeah. the countdown, and then I felt I felt the the blast. Wow! Did um, you take cover? No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, imagine maybe I should have, but no, I was far enough away. Like I was on the part of the trail that I should have been on. Right. But right. Uh, for people who are considering, because uh, you can technically do the wrong thing and not follow the detour and try to follow yes. the original trail. Yeah. But you shouldn't do that because a, uh, it's not, you know, like parts of the trail will be probably gone. Um, yeah. And, and B, you could unknowingly wander into a blasting zone. Um, so yeah, but that, that day was interesting for, for people who are planning, um, a hike, there's usually going to be a bit of a detour that day. So just be aware of that. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was like a 26 kilometer day. Yeah. That was our, that was our longest day. And then, and then of course you've got at, right at the end of it, you've got that hill up to elk lake right it's always a killer to have those hills at the end right i I actually think i found that hill maybe because it was the end of the day of a long day i actually found that hill psychologically harder than the the client the ascent up to tin hat i would totally agree with that yeah totally agree yeah Yeah, it was it was rough um so so you stayed in um well i guess yeah so you stayed at tin hat hut what um what did you think was the nicest hut that you saw? So the trail has, I think, ten huts or something like that, or maybe I not. I think there's like I think there's like fourteen or oh, fifteen. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay, so the huts are open now, uh, yes. officially for people who might be planning. So what what did you think were sort of the the most beautiful huts or the best huts? Not that you necessarily can't slept in all of them, but right, you see right. them. Yes, absolutely. I mean, 
um, you know, the the newer ones at Bliss Portage was really nice mm-hmm. and, and clean, and uh, Reevely Point was nice. Um, I didn't stay at either of those, and mm-hmm. now there's a hut at Sarah's Point itself. Yes, like there's yeah. a brand new hut. So, um, you know, if you're going to go start the trail, if I was going to do it again, I would go stay at Sarah's Point mm-hmm. that first night. Right? Yeah, and then just start out early in the morning. Um, I I like the old rustic huts, like I. Tin Hat, I don't know, it just has a special place in my heart just yeah. because of where it's located. And when I stayed And it there, really is a refuge. By the time you get up oh, there, like, absolutely. you need shelter most I, days, or at least when I went. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. One of my goals is to try and figure out how to use those stupid... The pellet stove. <laughs> oh, my God. We never did get get it going. No, we tried. No, we didn't either. Yeah. We didn't either. At Truebridge, I don't know if you did you you stayed at Truebridge, didn't you? Uh no, that was no. Wait. Oh, you stayed at Rainy Daylight. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really go inside the hut either because there were some fast packers who were there and they were sleeping. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So inside Truebridge hut, there's a a piece of paper on the wall, and it's got it says at the top, um, "Pellet Stove Olympics," and it's all about people who have tried to. (laughs) Tried to start the pellet stove and they, you know, they, they didn't have success. So it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Those things are notoriously hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think uh, I found, I didn't, of course, like I said, I didn't stay at Manzanita, but I thought Manzanita was gorgeous. Yes. The the hut was nice. It was, I think it was one of those open air, the bottom floor is open air, but most of the huts have a loft. Yes. Um, that you can go up to, but uh, Manzanita just had such a gorgeous view. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, I stayed at Confederation and I, I did stay in the hut that night. Most nights I camped in my tent, but yeah. um, I did stay in the hut that night and, and it was, it was nice. Um, I didn't stay. Yeah. The, the hut at Walt Hill seemed pretty nice just because the view at Walt Hill is really incredible. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I stayed in the hut at Walt Hill. I basically, I basically camped to Anthony Island, and then it was basically Fiddlehead Landing, Tin Hat, Elk Lake. Yeah, it was huts from there on in. Right. I stayed in the. Oh no, I camped outside the hut at Elk Lake, but I like the hut there as well. Yeah, it was nice. It's it's kind of big and long, and you know, it's it's open air even up top, so it's a little chillier than, than oh, some I of the bet. enclosed huts. Yeah, but yeah, it's really nice. But you, I would agree with you, Manzanita. The next time I do the trail, because I'm definitely going to do it at some point, um, I would stay overnight at Sarah's Point, and then mm-hmm. I would go to Manzanita, and that would be my first night. Yeah. Uh, it just is so spectacular, right? It's so gorgeous. If you can stay, if you can, for people who might be planning a hike, if you can manage to get to Manzanita Hut your first day, I think it's worth yeah. it, because it's just so beautiful. There's lots of space. I noticed there was a decent amount of space up there for pitching a tent if, you know, if the hut's full. Um, and it's just such a nice spot. I stopped there and had a lunch break and, or like a snack break and yeah, yeah. Really. And they have a, one of the lovely, uh, sawdust pit toilets is like outhouses, right? Yes. Which are awesome. They're so nice, right? Cause they don't smell and they're just like, Oh, when I see one of those, I'm just like, they do. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Sunshine Coast Trail has the best toilets that I have ever encountered in the backcountry. Um, wow. Those those sawdust, like it's kind of interactive. You got to throw some sawdust down on the pile. 
Um, yeah. But they're so nice and they actually smell good. Uh, they do, in my actually. opinion, <laughs> which yeah. is so I bizarre. totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yeah, that's agree. True. Um, and so was there? Okay, so I have, I have some specific questions um, yes. about. So now that we've gone over the, you know, your itinerary, your mileage, that kind of thing. Um, so what resources did you use to plan your hikes? So I basically used the. I had the guidebook. Um, but I didn't find it, I didn't find the guidebook super helpful. It was, I think the guidebook's more for people doing day trips, right? Yeah, that's my understanding. Eagle Waltz's guidebook? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it's a good resource, but it didn't, um, it kind of wasn't what I was looking for. So I, yeah. I basically used the Sunshine Coast Trail website, um, and the maps, um, yeah. And then, and then the, um, the Facebook page had a lot of good information on it as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I just used that and having done it the year before, um, you know, I, I had pretty much figured out my tentative itinerary. Right. Um, the first year we did it, we didn't, we stayed at Homestead the second night, but we didn't do like Reevely Pond, Appleton Mm. Slammons because the Canucks were playing, uh, in the playoffs (laughs) So we wanted to, we hiked, we took the logging road down to the highway and we hiked into Powell River so we could stay at the hotel and uh, watch the playoff (laughs) game, which was kind of a waste because they lost. Um, Oh man. So I I was glad I did that part this time because it really was a beautiful, like that Appleton recreation area is stunning, right? I I loved that day of the hike. Like I, the Sarah or the, yeah, that section from Sarah Point to, uh, to Powell River was so lovely. Of course, like it for it all went by in a blur. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But now, did uh, you get did you get trail magic in that section? Did you water? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Somebody. Um, she didn't really. I don't think she wanted her name to be out in the open because somebody no. wrote it on the cooler and someone yeah. else scratched it out. But a yeah. lovely local person left yes. a cooler with jugs of water in it. What was that? Was that near Homestead? Is that that was that was yeah that was close to Homestead. I was probably, uh, I would say I don't know, five or six kilometers from Homestead. Okay, okay. Is that yeah? Uh, Other than like, I got some. Um, I never had to hitchhike or anything like yeah. that, but people just offered rides like when oh, I wow. was getting nice. to and from the trail. Um, when I was in town, when I was picking up my resupply at townsite fruit and veg, uh, a lady stopped there and she, you know, she saw me repacking my bag and she was curious and interested. And she asked me what I was up to and she just offered me a ride back to the trail. Um, I had a couple other stops to make, so I declined, but, um, yeah, there was that. And then, you know, um, some women at Manzanita had extra fuel that they were getting rid of. I didn't ask for it, but you know, I was like, Oh yeah, it's been good so far, but I did this silly thing. And they're yeah, like, yeah, Oh, we've yeah. got fuel you can have. And then yeah. um, I had sort of a, a strain, like an injury and, uh, and a few people were like, Oh, you know, what's really good for that is Ceylon, Ceylon pass patches, which oh. I had never oh, heard okay. of before. So no, yeah, people gave me that, but nice. Did you experience trail magic? I, well, the water, that was, yeah. that, I mean, it, it was, I didn't, 
I could have gotten to Homestead without it, and I knew there was water at Homestead, but just to have the cold and there was ice in the jug still yeah. when when I stopped, and I'm just like, yeah, my first trail magic. This is awesome. <laughs> so, Me too. It, it was great. I loved it. So yeah, uh, I think I think that whole community uh, up there is becoming more and more. Um, trail friendly just because it's you know it's a big boost to their incomes yeah you know it brings money into the community so they're becoming slowly kind of what the towns along the pct are are like you know i think i get that sense anyway yeah yeah there are oh sorry they're not talking they're not like oh you're a hiker you know blah 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 they're like oh hey you know they're excited to have you in their community right oh for sure yeah and i mean like the businesses too are are aware of the hikers um people know that um shingle mill pub in town site will hold on to your things um and and so you can resupply but there are there are other businesses as well i couldn't use shingle mill because i i didn't think they would be open um because of the pandemic it turned out that they were open the day that i was there but um town site fruit and veg in the market at town site will allow you to to put a resupply for free um just like shingle mill uh the seabreeze resort in lang bay they charge five dollars um but but, that's that's nothing really yeah oh yeah for sure yeah um yeah that's nothing so i actually mailed a resupply box there um from ontario yeah just a flat rate um canada post box and uh, they held that for me um so there are quite a few options for for resupplies um you like you said you use the the shuttle and i've heard a lot of really good things about the sunshine coast shuttle guys yeah they're um I mean, they're not, it's not an inexpensive way to do it, right? Like I think they charge, you know, if you want to get a resupply at Fiddlehead Farm, it's probably going to be 75 bucks. Yeah. Um, It wasn't in my budget to use the shuttle. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. But it was just super handy to be able to, to get a resupply um, at Dixon Road, right? And, you you know, I set up a time and I gave myself plenty of room to, to get there in time. And they'll... You know, they'll, like I say, they'll take away the garbage and they'll, you know, they're just, yeah, I, I've had good interactions with them, yeah. um, but they're not, it's not the cheapest way to do it. Right? No, no, for sure. And I mean, yeah, you can take the water. So for people wondering, there are, um, yeah, so that's resupplies. There are options for resupplies. And then the trailhead at Sarah Point is, is not easily accessible um there aren't any roads really you couldn't really call it a road at the at the end there's a road that goes up the peninsula but it gets to a point where it's not passable unless you're basically on a four-wheeler um and so your options to get to the trailhead are either a water taxi or like a ferry or sorry yeah a water taxi like a water shuttle or or a, a land shuttle or my friend Charlie was kind enough to drive me as far as he could up the road in his truck. And right. then I got out and walked. So, yeah. so those are options for people to get to the trailhead. Um, and like you said, Sunshine Coast sh- uh, shuttle will take people up there. Um, yeah. The water taxi is subject to tides, yes. which is why it didn't work out for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are <clears throat> a few different ways to get to the trailhead. Um, and then in terms of resources for planning, like you said, there's, the Sunshine Coast Trail website is really handy because they've got the map, the 13-piece yeah. 
map that you can print for free. Avenza maps, uh, you can download for free uh, a map of the trail that you can use on your phone so you can see where you are on the map. Um, there's Eagle Waltz's guidebook. I think yeah. one of the most useful um, things in the guidebook is the the distance calculator. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. So you can calculate yeah, sure. the distance from one one place on the trail to another. Exactly. Um, and then the Facebook group was invaluable. Like I met you through the Facebook group because you answered right. so many of my questions and and um and gave me so much advice about that detour day. Right, right. Um so yeah, so those are some important things. Um was there any gear you brought on either hike that you didn't end up using? And then likewise, was there any gear you brought that you were really, really glad you you had? Uh, so to answer the second question first, mm -hmm. um, my Helinox Zero camp chair. Oh, so uh, it is the best the best piece of equipment I ever bought. Uh, really? I, 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 yeah. Again, encouraged to do so by a friend of mine. But um, yeah, it weighs about a pound. Mm -hmm. um, but it is at the end of hiking, like eight or nine. Uh, hours in a day and you're tired and you come to your camp spot and take the chair out, set it up. Mm. And it's like, it's so comfortable. And mm -hmm. to sit in a comfortable little chair, <laughs> as opposed to on a, you know, on the hard ground or a, a sit pad. A soggy or a log. log. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. So I, yeah, I, that's my favorite piece of equipment. Nice. Um, as to Let's see. I'm trying to think of stuff that I brought that I didn't use. I mean, I had a had a decent uh, medical kit, but never had any issue to use it. Um, yeah, but good to I have anyway, not, though. Uh, yeah, I would never yeah. not go without it. Um, I think I, other than that, I pretty much used. I mean, I took um, I took a bug net. Um, yeah. But I never used it. But I didn't weigh very much. Yeah, I I didn't encounter many bugs at all. I was worried no. about that because we have like a problem with black flies in Ontario. But in August, I found I didn't no, bring a net. Was, yeah, there was nothing really of any type of consequence, was there? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, other than that, I think I pretty much used everything I did. I, I, um, we had brought a, I took a satellite phone with me last, uh, summer. Like a Garmin or, uh, or something even uh, No, I, I actually rented a satellite oh, phone because wow. I didn't okay. have, at that time I didn't have a, a Garmin. Yeah. So I rented a satellite phone and, you know, it was fairly heavy. It's about a pound, right? Mm -hmm. But I wanted it for emergencies. But of course, in the meantime, this winter, I, I got a Garmin inReach. So, nice. uh, yeah. So I'll, and then I, I take that even on my, my day training hikes that I do now. So, um, just to have it, it's, it weighs a hundred grams or something. Oh yeah. You know. No, I was, I was really glad to have an inReach, um, because yeah, there are sections where you can't get reception at all. Yeah. Also, you might want to save phone battery because it's a, you know, right. 10 day to two week hike. So yeah. I enjoyed that. Also use the inReach to, to get weather forecasts oh, and weather yeah. reports. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, that was really handy. Okay. And so what were, okay. Did you have, did you on your first or second hike ex experience any injuries, um, strains or anything like that? Um, the, f the first year, other than almost feeling like I was going to die the first day, <laughs> yeah. um, but that wasn't, that was more mental than anything. Um, 
I did have some aches in my hips and, and knees, okay. which bother me sometimes. But I took um, I took some um, capsules. So I took some do- doTERRA. Have you ever heard of doTERRA? I've heard of doTERRA, yeah. Yeah. So I they have uh, some cumin capsules. Oh, nice. And they have a thing called Deep Blue, which is kind of like a an A535 rub, but they have it in oh, powdered capsule form. Cool. And I took one of those each night before I went to bed, and yeah. I did not have any issues with my knees, hips, mm-hmm. uh, or, or joints, or anything like that. Nice. Um, and other, other than that, yeah, I had no... I was very lucky. Um, you know, I, I, I don't hike fast, yeah. but I, I try to, I try to live by the maxim that you're only ever one step away from disaster. Right. So yeah. I try to really be careful, <laughs> especially going downhill of yes. you know, where I'm walking and, and try not to get distracted. But yeah, um, yeah, I was That's very good. lucky, you know, touch wood that uh, nothing, uh, I didn't have any injuries. How about That's, yourself? Um, I did. Uh, so I think what happened, so on the at the end of my third day on the trail so the day that i made it into powell river slash town site went to the shingle mill hiking out from the shingle mill um i noticed uh i had just gotten back on the trail and i noticed that like i could not take a step uphill even on a slight gradient without shooting pains in my right achilles um and that I got to camp and, and it hurt all the way to Tony's point, every step on that foot. And I got to Tony's point and I looked at my Achilles and my right Achilles had swelled up to like twice the size of the left one. Oh, wow. Um, and that, I think that was an overuse injury because I hadn't planned to hike 30 kilometers my second day. Um, the longest I had ever hiked was 26 and, um, you know, it's like, it's fairly up and down. It's not as up and down as after Powell river, but you've got scout mountain and, and all of that. Yeah. And I think I just, um, yeah. So I think part of it was, I, it was an overuse thing. I, I also, I've been working with a personal trainer and realized that like the way that I walk, like my movement's sort of dysfunctional. Um, right. so I'm working on, on that, um, you know, walk with my feet out. Uh, so yeah, so that pain it got better over time, but it never fully went away for the hike. There were a lot of points where I was worried I might have to get off trail. Oh, um, wow. But I just kept being like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, if I have to, I'll get off trail after Tin Hat because I don't want to miss <laughs> Tin Hat. I'll get off trail at Lang Bay. Okay, I'm almost done. It's not too bad. I'll, I'll just finish the hike. So I kept thinking I'd have to get off nice. and I didn't. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I took... I used people gave me salon pass patches, which are like right. ca- these camphor camphor soaked patches that you put oh, wherever okay. you have an ache, and they helped. I took those. I took ibuprofen. I don't yeah. think there's any lasting damage, but the lesson that I learned there was, um, yeah, I think I just I over overexerted myself on the second day my pack after my resupply in lang bay was the heaviest my pack has ever been i think because i was so worried about um either like getting injured and and not being able to make it to my next resupply in time or getting stranded or something that i brought like two extra meals and extra snacks in every resupply um so yeah that resupply like my pack was extremely heavy and uh Yeah. What was your base weight? Um, my base weight 
last year was probably about, let's see, I've swapped a few things out. It was about 15 pounds. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Now now it's about 12, but oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, good for you. Holy cow. <laughs> I want to hike the PCT next year, so I'm trying to get it down as much as I can. Um, well, that that is cool because uh, I want to hike the... Uh, I, I, my plan is to try and get a permit to hike the desert section next, next spring. Nice. Yes. That's what I want to do. I, yeah. <laughs> well, the I, California uh, section, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I've broken, I, I want to do the PCT. Eventually. Over the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So first section will be the desert. Mm-hmm. Then, then it'll be the Sierras. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be Northern California, then Washington and Oregon. So I've got it yeah. down to five five sections, but uh, the desert I want to do, um, next spring, I'm going to be trying for a permit. So me too. I hope we see each other out there. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. I've been following every year. I follow like uh, people on YouTube that are doing the hike. Right. So, uh, there's actually a couple from Nanaimo. Oh, I don't, I don't know, but they're actually doing on trail and doing it this year. Oh, wow. Um, the so full I've trail? Been in touch. They're hoping? The whole, well, I, yeah. I think that's their goal. I yeah. don't know if they're going to get there, but um, they're, they're all, I don't know where they are now. They're pretty close to Kennedy Meadows, I think. So, wow. Um, they're making good time. They are. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to sit down and have coffee with, I've been in touch with them and uh so when they get back or I'm going to sit down and have coffee with them, pick their brains. Oh and, man. Um, I find those, I find the videos so helpful because um, it's not so much the scenery. Cause I've seen yeah. it, you know, I've seen it a million times with people's videos, but I look at w- what equipment they have, what food yep. they're doing, what uh, just the tiny little things. And it's like, Oh, I didn't think about those. Right. You know, yeah. so, um, well- to, to shout out another podcast, I don't know if you've heard of this, but the Backpacker Radio has sort of like a spinoff called um, Trail Correspondence. Oh, okay. That is really cool. So each year they will like, hi, you know, have a, a number of trail correspondents who are people who are attempting to through hike the PCT, the AT, and, and some years the, the CDT. So right. every episode they'll they'll send the trail correspondents a, a bunch of questions like sort of on a topic so one yeah. episode will be like prep um one episode will be like the night before the start one episode will be right. on nutrition one will be on trail families and stuff like that so oh I've, that's cool yeah and people go right into the minutia of like what they're eating hiker hunger yeah. food that they thought yeah. they would want that they didn't and stuff like that Oh, that that would be so helpful. Thank you. I'm gonna yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna start listening to that. That's oh, awesome. I love it. It's it's so great. Um, I mean, I just I, I see these people and they're they're hiking these. You know, I just see it and I'm just like, oh man, I just want to do that so badly. You know, yeah. Um, and you know, it's also a bit like people are doing San Jacinto and uh, Baden Powell, and it's in the snow and there's some pretty oh sketchy. God. It's just like, uh, yeah. You know, Somebody, uh, at least one person that I know of has died on the trail this year. Um, yes. Yeah. So that was, and he was a pretty prominent YouTuber, I think as well. Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. I, I can't recall his name right now, but he, he passed away, not yeah. on San Jacinto, but um, I think a little bit further along, but uh, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Sunshine Coast Trail like I said, I feel like it's a really nice sort of like mini intro to that whole the experience of like, you know, resupplies. Yes. Um, 
trying to get to sort of an inaccessible trailhead, um, yes. town walks, road, like hiking in and out of town, yeah. road walks, trail magic, tramilies, trail names, summiting yeah. mountains and stuff. It's just, it's so amazing. Has the, has the trail made a lasting impact on you in some way? I think so. Absolutely. I, I, the, what I really enjoyed about the trail is when you, when you're out on trail, life is very, very simple. I mean, it mm-hmm. may sound like, you know, resupplies and all this stuff, but that's all for before you, you do all well, that that's stuff right. before. <laughs> exactly. I mean, basically you get up in the morning, yep. you make your breakfast, you pack up your stuff and you walk yep. and, and that's it. You stop when you want to stop. And when you get to your camp, you set up your camp, you have your supper yep. and you go to bed and it's, it's all the cares of the world drop away. There's no hustle and bustle. And, uh, it, I just enjoyed it. It was, it was hard even just for that 11 day hike. Yeah. It was hard to come back to the hustle and bustle, right? Yeah. I, I, I felt Did you that. find the same? Yeah. I live in downtown Toronto, so it was, it oh was a gosh. culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was, it, yeah. And did you, what were your f- favorite I guess, aspects of the trail or, or sections of the trail? Um, I would say my, my favorite sections were from Homestead to um, Powell River going through uh, Appleton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I loved Manzanita. The views on that Ugh. first 50K were wonderful. Um, I loved Tin Hat only because it, you know, it rewarded us. Yeah. Um, and and I love the I love the hike from Anthony Island up and over and into Fiddlehead like along Confederation Lake. There's I just love so that much varied trail and yeah. gorgeous views and yeah, I just you're right. The trail is it's so varied and it is a a really good training hike. Like if you do this trail and you hate it, then you're probably not gonna wanna do any <laughs> of the bigger trails. If you do yeah. this trail and you love it, yeah, then chances are you're ready for something that's, you know, longer, right? Yeah, I, I felt the same way too. It was it was at the end of the Sunshine Coast Trail that I realized, like, you know what? I can I like this. I could do more of this. I think I will next year or like I think I will commit to hiking some or all of the Pacific Crest Trail. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really, really good test. Um what were the most difficult um, parts of the trail for you or, or aspects of the hike? Uh, the most difficult was, was the hike up Tin Hat. Right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Cause that, that's like a, like you said, like a five or six hour day yeah, of yeah, just going a, uphill it, up that mountain. Yeah. It's a grind. It's, it really is physically, mentally. It was so rewarding when you got to the top, yeah. right? but physically it's a hard day. And then, you know, for me, anything that's 25 or 30 kilometer day is, is a long day for me. Right. Yeah. Um, it's tiring. Um, but yeah, it was other than that, I, I mean, I really did, I really did enjoy the whole trail, you know, yeah. um, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, kind of life-changing for me. Like it was what really pushed me to, I, it was on the last day of that hike that I decided to quit my job. Um, and uh and try something different and you know the starting this podcast actually is like a result of hiking the sunshine coast trail oh and wow yeah awesome. yeah so i've been wanting to profile the trail since the very beginning i could talk about it for hours and hours and hours oh absolutely yeah 
Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about the Sunshine Coast Trail for people who are just learning about it now or who might be planning a hike? Um, yeah. I Yeah, I would say that um, it's a fantastic trail um, if you're just starting out because you don't have to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can do the first 50 kilometers, and that's a really good indication of, of whether you're going to like it or not. Um, there's lots of outs on the trail. So if, you get, yeah. if you're hiking and you get to a point and you're just like, okay, I've had enough, you're never that far away from a, a side trail to take you out. Um, yeah, and it's like we've said, it's super well marked. Um, you know, it's really hard to get lost. Um, and, you know, if the weather's nice, the views are just stunning and spectacular. So, yeah, yeah, views of views of the mountains, like further inland, views yeah. of, of the ocean and of Vancouver Island and, and all the snow capped peaks over there. Um, yeah. And that's a good point. Like there are so many places to bail on the Sunshine yeah. Coast Trail. Like you never have to worry about being so, so isolated that, you know, I mean, there are points where you would probably need like a helicopter rescue if you were seriously injured right. and couldn't hike out. Right. But almost yeah. anywhere on the trail, you're, you know, a day's hike away from or less from some form of civilization. So Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I want to play a this or that game with you okay. now that yep. we're we're at the end of of this um hard hitting interview okay <laughs> would okay you, would you rather camp on top of a mountain or right next to the sea on top of a mountain okay would you rather encounter a black bear or a moose or like would a you moose. would yeah yeah okay uh i i think a moose would be less uh, i'm assuming because i have not had any uh you know close intimate encounters with moose but i'm thinking that they would be less intimidating even though they're bigger yeah yeah i guess yeah there aren't really moose on the sunshine coast trail i don't think (laughs) no but um okay um would you rather be one day short of food or one day short of fuel uh one day short of fuel. Because I guess you'd have food that you can eat without cooking. You could cold soak it, yeah. You, yeah, you could cold soak it. Um, it would be horrible, but you could cold <laughs> soak it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and would you rather... I thought of a really good one earlier and I didn't write it down. It was something about about bears, but uh, now, I can't, now I can't remember what it was. Would you rather spot... Okay, from a safe distance... On the Sunshine yep. Coast Trail, would you rather spot a grizzly bear or a whale? I think a grizzly bear because I've seen whales before, but I've never seen a grizzly bear in a while. Yeah, and as long as as long as it was safe, I think that would be so cool. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing actually. Yeah, like and that's why I said like from a safe distance because yeah, like how, yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you get to see a grizzly bear and and live to tell about it? Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that was wonderful. You did a great job. Uh, a plus on all of the answers and the whole interview. I yeah, I could talk about this trail for days and days. And <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to get to actually talk to you and, and see you face to face after. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I had a great time. It was awesome. So yeah, let's we'll definitely stay in touch. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have a wonderful day, Greg. You too, Megan. Thanks a lot. <laughs>